Welcome to Two Sides to the Story with Ted and Lori. I'm Ted Zaleski. And I'm Lori Hirsetter. We say this sometimes that this episode is going to be a little different than the other ones. And I'm saying it again today. This one's going to be a little bit different. Lori took a trip, uh, came back all excited about her trip and the podcast and the things to talk about. Those of you who have been to the website might have read a little bit of a blog post that she she wrote, and she said, uh, on the way back from a trip like this, sometimes I might call Ted to say, oh, here's what happened, but she didn't want to do it because she wanted to save it for now and for you. So she's been sitting on her excitement from the trip for a couple of days now. <laughs> so Lori, um, you arranged a little trip. You went away and you had some things happen to you. I did. And, and you're right. You described that perfectly. I have, I, <laughs> I have been holding it in. There have been um, so many things that I was anxious to share, but they're almost all of them are related to the show, to what we are doing. And we could have talked about it like we always talk about things. And I was thinking to myself that, you know, sort of your reaction to things is is neat to see, um, especially when it's book related. And uh, for the audience that's listening to get to hear that directly from you and, and from me, not in a retelling, but in the first telling. So um, yeah, I thought this might be a fun way to do it. I'm having a conversation with my friend Ted about a trip I took and all these folks are listening as, as we have that conversation. Well, everybody is waiting now, Lori, so you better get going. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. The anticipation is is there. Okay, so um, as Ted said, I, I took a little weekend away. Uh, took off Friday from work and decided I needed to get some time away from work, away from responsibilities, and just go what you actually named exploring. <laughs> so instead of exploring... Uh, he stuck my name in the middle of that with a Y instead of an I, and I went exploring. So uh, day one, I left Friday. Um, I knew where I was headed. It's not like it was a complete spontaneous thing. I had booked a place to stay, um, a little uh, verbo on um, the northern neck of Virginia. And I didn't even know that it was called the Northern Neck of Virginia. I had to look it up. <laughs> I just picked a place that had um, waterfront. That was what was important to me. I wanted a weekend to, to read, to write, to recharge my battery, and to, of course, visit bookstores. So maybe you set us up before I go into the detail about where I went on the first day about good book hunting and what we've done so far um, to set the stage for how this was different. Yeah, like we've talked before, uh, an early concept for the podcast was to be good book hunting, and it was all going to be about us going to bookstores and libraries and finding books and talking about how we made the choices. Uh, so it's only part of what we've been doing, but those who have been following know that something that keeps coming up uh, we've made a number of trips now. We've visited a number of places. I'm not going to remember what those numbers are now, but they're they're adding up. And we actually have some more episodes we need to put together to kind of catch up with what we've already done. Mm -hmm. So with this one, we're actually 
jumping the line a bit on some of the other things That's that, true. that we did. Uh, but Lori, and I, I don't know any details yet, <laughs> visited some number of places, saw some number of books, bought some number of books, talked to some number of people, I'm guessing probably dozens. <laughs> and um, now, now we're going to hear about some of that. So um, I'm traveling um, to the destination and I, I couldn't check in until like 4 p.m. And I was anxious to get on the road. So I did that pretty early thinking I'll stop along the way. So, you know, you stop for filling a gas tank and getting something to eat. And of course, those of us who are book lovers stop at the bookstores along the way. So something that I noticed pretty quickly as I did a little research to say bookstores near me is that there weren't many. This has changed considerably in the last several years, especially since COVID. Um, and you know this, Ted, from researching places for us to do these good book hunting trips together, is that it's sad how many independent bookstores now say close permanently. So this was no different. Now, I was in not a big city area. I was in smaller little towns, so you wouldn't expect to see a ton anyway, but there were very few. So the first one that I had already sort of designated to go to, um, thankfully was still open um, in the little town of Heathsville, Virginia. And it was called Ye Old Bookshop, spelled S-H-O-P-P-E. So immediately you get a vibe of sort of a, a vintage type of a place. It's associated with the North Umbrum Public Library. And essentially, the library branch is just down the street from it, and some of the overflow books and the donated books end up at the store. And they are, um, it's, a, it's a relatively small shop, um, and their prices were phenomenal. Like, I think it was $3 for a hardback um, $1 for a paperback. They had some special areas that were even discounted even further. So immediately the bargain hunter in me is, is excited. So I walk into the store and there are three gentlemen sitting um, on the right-hand side. Uh, as soon as you enter, they're by the, the big window. They, they saw me coming. I took pictures of the store before I entered. So when I walked in, they were already probably curious about me because who's this girl taking pictures of our bookshop? And they were there um, hanging out. I learned after the fact that it's called their conversation corner. <laughs> and uh, Rives, Bruce, and Jim were sitting there having their conversation, which I happily joined. So, you know, the normal discussion about where are you from and what are you here for? And I brought up the podcast and what we're doing, and they were fully excited about it. We had a great conversation. And to not go um, too deep into all the things that we talked about, I got time to look at books, um, bought seven in total, some for me, some for other people. And um, had a great conversation with them. I got a picture taken with them. They said they were going to write about me in their newsletter. <laughs> and I told them that I was going to talk about them on a show. So since meeting them, um, you know, we, 
just a little bit about how they they went at the conversation. They were so helpful, not just about books and about reading, but about where to go to eat, dear lady. (laughs) So um, I feel like I made some friends that day. Um, And so I... I think when I talked about the show, they could tell that I was, you know, a book person and interested. They did not have a great way for us to stay in touch with each other. And they suggested that I talk to Jane at the library. So I was on my way out and I I knew I wanted to get going at that point. Um, I stayed there talking with them longer than I planned. And so I it was easily over an hour. There, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, so I got on the road and I just jotted down a note to myself to look up Jane. And so when I got home, I, um, I reached out to Jane and I said, the fellas told me that, um, that you were the person to talk to. Can I send you this picture to share with them? And she said, yes, um, they're a, a fun bunch and I'd be happy to share the picture with them which is when I looked up the newsletter and saw that they are called um, Ye old Gabbers is what they refer to themselves as. It's not just those three. I think there are several gentlemen that are part of this club. Um, they call themselves the Philosophical Society and have meetings in session. And I held the sign to be an honorary member of that <laughs> for that short time that I was there. And um, Jane, I appreciate if, if you get to listen to this, sharing it with, with your friends. Um, she said she's so grateful to have them working there at the library, at the, at the, um, the bookstore associated with the library. And um, I, I really hope they listen to this. I'm, I'm looking forward to being part of their conversation corner in a different way um, now that I'm home and sharing the story um, with our listeners. Okay, before you get too deep, a few a few things. Yeah. First, you know, talking for the hour with them, I'm sure was a, a great burden for you. <laughs> Terrible. I'm not conversational at all. Um, something we might talk about another time. You mentioned how good the prices were. Yeah. And the stores that we've been in, We've already seen significant variation in how books are are priced. Uh, we've noted uh, how low some of the prices are. And we've also been places where, on, on used books, we say, wow, that seemed like a lot for, for a used book. And then, um, just wanted to remind you, the little bit you told me when you came back, one thing you said was that you were feeling inspired. Yes. And another was... You felt like what we're doing was was worth doing, so I'm hoping that that's yeah. going to come out in in some of this, and and that was it. Well, it absolutely is, and I'm I'm going to save that for another stop at another store. The feeling inspired about what we're doing, um, I definitely felt the connection with them there, but the the piece that made me think we've got to use this platform to make a difference came later. So I'll save that for a little bit. Okay. All right. So I left that store. Did I stop at any others that day? No, that was the only one that day. So then I I get in there, I get settled in. The place is beautiful. Um, There's a, there's a bookshelf in the house that I rented, which is the one that I wrote about on the blog. Um, on that bookshelf, I found a book called The the Little Blue Cottage. And that's what the blog post is titled. Yes. And I was renting A Little Blue Cottage, so it was just perfect. So I uh, knocked another notch off of my 23 books in 2023 easily. And you've already read it. 
yeah, when she mentioned it, um, I checked at the library. They had it. I reserved it on Sunday and had it on Monday. Of course, it, it's a kid's book, so it was uh, easy to read. Yes, yeah, no big accomplishment. It's a short book, but it was just really wonderful. I was sitting there, I'm sure, smiling ear to ear as I'm reading this book in a place that is named appropriately um, and just enjoyed it um, very much. And uh, the story is, is a great one. Um, I would certainly recommend it for those of you who are interested. We will put it in the show notes. It's also already on the blog, The Little Blue Cottage by Kelly Jordan and illustrated by Jessica Courtney Tickle. And my favorite part of the book, the girl has this reading spot in, in the book. It's um, kind of like a wide windowsill, but big enough for you to get in there. And I always wanted to have a, a spot like that. So I, I noted it when I was reading that. So I'll, I'll take you to day two. And day two, I got up early. Um, I didn't bring a whole lot of food along. So first thing I'm looking for is a place for breakfast. So um, I found another bookshop, or thought I did, in a small town called Irvington, Virginia, and it was called The Bookshelf. So I couldn't find their hours of when they opened, and I thought, all right, well, I'll get to Irvington. It looks pretty small as far as a town, and I'm going to go get something to eat at the local, um, actually it's called the local. So it was this little breakfast lunch shop. Um, I, you know, just got myself a sandwich and a cup of coffee thinking I'll find out from the locals at the local, um, what time the bookstore opens. So I walk in and to my surprise, the bookshop, the bookshelf is inside of the local. Oh, interesting. They have a new concept, and actually their website um, information says a novel-based bookshop, mini bookstore, inside of the local in Irvington, and also inside of the Chesapeake Donut in Whitestone, another small town. So, very interesting. And I'm, I'm now sort of wondering how prevalent that is. They do not actually have a storefront yet. They have a goal to have a storefront. That's their long-term um, plan. But for now, they have books inside of two local businesses, and they are making um, a fair amount of effort to offer bookstore-like services in a virtual way. So you can order books off their website. Um, they are doing a big piece, it looks like, with audiobooks. And they have organized um, book clubs as well. But they're doing all of that without a true physical location. Now, I didn't get all the details. There wasn't a store owner that I was able to talk to that day, but I did take some pictures. I will post this on the website of the book selection that they had. Um, one of the books on their shelf was Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey, which you know is one that I particularly like. Um, so it was a small selection, but the opportunity to get many more from them, just reaching out in a different way. Um, I looked them up on social media they're using Instagram to promote these things. And it just, it made me think as, as much as things are changing, that they are finding a new creative way um, to reach book lovers um, without having uh, a physical location. Yeah. And speaking of Instagram, just stepping to the side for a second, we're, we're finding more and more people are joining Instagram and following us. Um, I've, I've not known what to expect as we've been going through all this, but it's kind of fun seeing people come up. It's not people we know now. It's uh, people 
do you know this person? Nope, I don't know this person. So somebody found us. It's it's really interesting how that works. And, and we're not good at it. We're learning it like we're learning everything else. And maybe we'll learn how to use it from others. Um, this is actually a name from the past for us. When we did our live premiere in October, we uh, were able to talk with um, Matt and Robbie, who are on a road trip across the country right now uh, with their kids in a bus delivering books to every state. So any of the, the, those of you who are listening regularly already know this. If you're new to our show, you may want to check that out. Um, our premiere episode was recorded in a different way. It wasn't just a podcast episode. It was a an event with an audience, and it's on YouTube. So you can meet Matt and Robbie. Um, you can find information about them on our website, and they are so good at using Instagram. They post every day information about what's going on during their trip, and the way they are promoting literacy across the country is absolutely inspiring. And kind of crazy. You know, when Lori said they're traveling in a bus, this is a converted school bus <laughs> with the two of them, four kids, a dog, and no bathroom. <laughs> but you, that makes it sound like these poor people are just living under the, <laughs> not, not having proper arrangements. I think they have done such a great job with their following that people are hosting them in beautiful ways. I think, you know, meals are being made and they're getting a warm bed and a shower and all of that. At least I hope so. Yes, they've de definitely been welcomed <laughs> in places. They look great. So I don't think they're unbathed. I think they're finding a way to... They're, at, they're actually a beautiful couple. They have gorgeous children. You can just tell they are loving life and doing what they love. So it, it shows. They're just uh, glowing. Anyway, so um, back to the trip. So after I visited um, the local and the bookshelf uh, store that was a mini bookstore inside, then I went on to my second destination was um, another um, bookstore. This one actually had a physical location. In fact, it's been around for a very long time. Uh, it's in the little town of Kilmarick, Virginia, which is actually bigger than Irvington and definitely bigger than Heathsville. Um, it's got a great little main street area with lots of little stores. So the bookstore is called the Book Nook. It is not on the main strip. It's just two uh, streets back. Um, and it's a concrete block building. I have some pictures of that too that I'll also send. And it was supposed to open, it had its store hours at 10 o'clock. Well, the owner who I ended up getting to meet shortly after um, was running a little late that morning and he wasn't there at 10. But I go up to the building and I'm, I'm taking my pictures on the outside for uh, posting to the website. And um, I look in the window thinking, is it, there was a light on inside and I thought, well, maybe it is open and he just forgot to turn the lock. And so I hear this voice from down the street and it's this lovely lady who says to me, he's on his way. <laughs> <laughs> so she calls down the street to me and then she comes to join me and she drives back and she says, oh, Jim will be here any minute. So Kathy is there to see Jim. She actually tried to stop to see him before I did. And she had this little plant that she was bringing him. And I, you just immediately get a feel, right, for this little town and this community and the people that are in it. And they care about each other and a little something to say, I just called him and he's on his way. And she's dropping off a plant for her friend. So 
Until he got there, she and I chatted for a few minutes. So I got to know a little bit about Kathy, about the town, and about Jim. And when she told me, or when I, excuse me, when I told her about our show and that, you know, I'm on this little trip and I'm going to visit the little bookstores that I can find along the way. And I mentioned the podcast. She was like, oh, you have got to talk to him. (laughs) So um, it it is um, hmm, serendipitous is the word that we've used before when he got there and he let Kathy and I in and she gave it gave him her plan and she introduced me and then she was on her way. And, and Jim and I stood there to, you know, talk with each other. And I I really did think that I would just look at the books and pick a couple out and, and be on my way. And Jim is, um, well, let me give you a little background. Um, He's been the owner for 20 years. He is the sixth owner of the book nook. Um, And he is, Wow, you're a storyteller. Jim is most definitely a storyteller. So on day one, um, Yale Gabbers had me for about an hour. Jim and I talked for two hours plus. Um, we started just standing there chatting, and then it ended up sitting down and talking. And he told me the tale of, of what it's been like um, since COVID and, and even before. And so I want to take a pause in the story to sort of set this up for you, Ted, and also for people that are are listening about Hello Bookstore, a documentary that we watched at um, the Carroll Arts Theater a couple weeks ago. So we haven't done a show on that yet. We haven't talked about it. Did you write a blog about it? I kind of think I did, but I'm, I'm not, not sure. positive. We might have to look to see if, if we haven't, we ought to, or it'll get in the show. But um, how about you set everybody up with Hello Bookstore, and then I'll, I'll tie it into what happened when I met Jim at the Book Nook. Uh, this is about a little used, well, wasn't just used. He had some new books too, right? I think he, I don't know. I thought he was mostly new. It might, might have been a difficult to tell from the documentary. Yeah, it's... Um, Small independent store, basically him, and I think his daughter helped him sometimes. But um, it was really focused on trying to get through COVID. And he remained open, but not open for you to walk in the door. He would actually kind of yell at people through the window, figure out what they wanted, if he could help them. Then he'd open up the door, actually would say, okay, you need to back up a few steps, Uh, but, but kept on going but was really, really struggling. And near the end of the movie, what happens is he starts a GoFundMe campaign and the people of the town, uh, to say they came through would be an an understatement. People donated enough money. Having the store meant enough to them that they donated enough money that he got out of debt and was actually able to put some money aside for, okay, where do we go in, in the future with the, with the store? So talking with Jim, um, his story is similar. Yeah. Very much so. Um, he's been there 20 years. He's been there through the good times and, and now the bad. And having days where no one walks in 
and the phone doesn't ring. And he's sitting there trying to decide for himself of how much longer he can make it. And he clearly loves it. He had thought this to be his retirement job. Um, he was planning to, to do this until he didn't need to work anymore. Now, Jim is a, um, an artist. Um, he does uh, pottery, and he had some of that in his, in his shop. Um, he has other things he could do. It's just this is, this is what he chose to do. He's chose to do it for 20 years, and he was successful at it. And even before COVID, he said that things had started to change, but COVID just sort of put everything on hold. And he did the same things about, you know, social distancing and trying to still provide books to the community, um, all while people are starting to find their books on Amazon instead of going into the local store, um, being very cautious about contact with people. Virginia was apparently very regulated. Um, he has um, a really nice sort of vibe in the store. It's warm and welcoming, and there are sofas to sit on and soft lighting for you to enjoy the books. And they were specifically told that they had to like rope off those areas. We don't want people to sit we want people to, to move on quickly because of the fear and, and an understandable fear, but trying to recover from that. Um, and he's done things like redesign the shop and add new items. Um, he has a whole section at the front of the store that is homemade greeting cards. And just, you know, oh, her name is Lori, by the way, uh, the one who does these greeting cards for him. And she's talented. They're beautiful. Um, and they're quality. And he was saying, like, the quality of the cards, even, that he was getting were coming from foreign countries and, and they were very poor quality and they would sit at the front of the window and start um, fading out immediately. So these are protected in the, you know, the little uh, cellophane packaging and they're, they're lovely, but how many cards do you have to sell to keep your door open? And he's not sure how much longer he can keep it going. And um, you can see that, uh, I know I teared up. Um, he didn't, but I, I can't imagine there was a lot of emotion in what he was saying. And one of the things that came out in our discussion was about um, the local reaction to it, that he feels that, you know, that they don't want it to close. And, and he doesn't want the legacy to be that he's the shop owner where it had to stop. So I talked to him about Hello Bookstore and I wrote down for him. Um, the, the, the information so that he could look into that and look into the documentary. And I was actually suggesting to him to do a GoFundMe that the, clearly the, the local um, folks in the community don't want his doors to close. He clearly doesn't want his doors to close. But what do you do? How do you save it? Um, and so I suggested the, the GoFundMe and that maybe watching the documentary might inspire him to, to action. Um, I also talked a little bit about the bookstores in our community and how partnerships are developing to try to keep that going. I mean, some of ours are, I think, thriving. Um, they, they have book events and they have book clubs and author signings and all sorts of things. So we, we were brainstorming together, um, some things he's tried, others he hasn't, and just trying to figure it out. You know, thinking about you saying uh, you shared the, the movie Hello Bookstore with him and that mm -hmm. they... He did the GoFundMe. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've talked from time to time about, you know, we just enjoy doing this and talking about it. But part of it is also 
we want to somehow touch other readers. And it's always fun when we find a way that that happened. Uh, this is one I think we would not have seen coming, that you'd be talking to a bookstore owner and uh, telling him about this movie and saying, you know, maybe this is your path. And, and who knows what he'll choose to do. Every situation is different. Um, you know, he has to figure out what works for him. But I, I sat there thinking to myself, this is why we're doing what we're doing. We want to promote literacy. We want to support local independent bookstores. I don't know if, if I made a return trip a year from now, if he would still be there. And that just really makes you pause and think about if books are important to you, how you buy them, how you uh, approach your reading, how you uh, give back in your community. Um, I wish we weren't three and a half hours away. I, I would, um, I wish there was something we could do. And I, I think I even said those exact words, Jim, I don't know what our little store, <laughs> our little store, <laughs> our little show um, can do to help you, but I'm absolutely going back and we're doing an episode about this. And if there are people listening in Virginia, <laughs> please go see Jim Lane at the book nook. You know, you say go back a year from now. You don't know if you'll still see him there. I mean, lay out an alternate vision. Maybe a year from now you go back and you find that he is there. And the reason why is because he did this GoFundMe and it all fell into place. Uh, the thought of that gives me goosebumps. I would love nothing more um, to have him um, find success and still be there doing what he loves. And uh, he's a wonderful person. Go and buy a book, but also go and have a conversation with the man. We talked about everything under the sun, including the pursuit of happiness, which I refer to as bliss. It was a very philosophical conversation about uh, life and relationships and the elusive happiness and, and how to find it. It was, it was absolutely wonderful. So clearly this is a visit, uh, a visit that touched you. Um, what next? What next? Um, okay, so that was the last book store visit for the second day. And then uh, the next day was Sunday and I was coming home and it rained the entire drive home. So to split up a rainy ride home, I planned to stop at a bookstore or two. And this was, you know, get up the road first, get through the traffic and then, and then see what's around. And I did a quick search um, for a bookstore in the La Plata area of Maryland. So now I'm back into Maryland. And it was called the Book Nut. And um, sadly, it was one that said, permanently closed. I rode to where I thought it was, and it wasn't there. And I thought, okay, well, let me look a little closer. And that's when I realized. And it said, and I don't know this, I haven't done the research to verify, but it said that it was the only independent bookstore in Charles County. I find that hard to believe, um, but think about what I've just said about the weekend and the things that happened. So you've got tiny little bookstores that are attached to libraries, which helps them get through. And they're priced so inexpensively that they get visitors probably because of that. And of course, you know, Gabbers, you want to go visit with your friends. 
Then, you know, the other one is taking a very novel approach to things. They don't have a storefront. They're putting their books in another establishment because they don't, then you don't have the overhead. You don't have the, the, the expense of a store. And here I go to see another one and, and they're closed. Yeah, when I've been trying to put together the list of stores in Maryland and, and the area, mm-hmm. um, I had noted that there wasn't anything in Charles County. Yeah. And actually not a whole lot in, in the whole Southern Maryland area. So while I was traveling through there, I stopped to get something for lunch and I was waiting out at that point, some heavy rain. And I really wanted to scratch the itch for another bookstore before the trip was over. I had to at least do one per day. So I looked and the only thing that was around was um, uh, Books a Million. So I did stop at a Books a Million. Um, I bought a planner for you, a planner for me because... I'm a planner, in case you folks haven't heard. There's a blog article about that on the website, for sure. Um, And I did buy some books. Oh, and I have a wonderful success story to talk about with that. So uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But I just, Ted, I kind of like your reactions to um, what what I found on this trip, what I came back feeling (sighs) sad about, but also charged about you know what do we do with our show what can we do to make a difference um i really i want to give that some thought together i want to see you know we've we've set some goals for the show we're going to visit 23 destinations we're going to read 23 books and now i'm feeling like i want to do more okay (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what yet but shall we noodle it (laughs) Yes, uh, and for those who haven't heard it before, noodling is uh, Lori's term for thinking things over. Mm-hmm. Little heads up for part of this, at least. Uh, we are going to be doing an episode sometime in the not too distant future uh, with Debbie Scheller, the owner of a Likely Story bookstore in Sykesville. Uh, one of the stores that Lori suggested around us uh, seems to be doing well. Uh, so that's there's no date for that yet, but we're working on it. Yes, and we when we went to see um, the documentary Hello Bookstore, that was a event sponsored by the local bookstore in Westminster, Rudolph Girls. Um, so they're doing some partnerships. We talked very briefly with them about the opportunity to speak with them as well. So I'm definitely hopeful that we can do that. And then the third one, which was a visit to Mount Airy. The last word. Um, I think there's a blog post about this one. We had a long conversation with two of the employees. Uh, we have not yet connected with the owner, but we're, we're hoping to. Uh, she actually has two stores, one in Mount Airy and another in Savage. Um, But we're looking forward to a chance to talk with them too. So that's our way of supporting the local bookstores in our area. Um, If you live around here, please visit them. Um, The personal touch that you get from a local independent bookstore is just completely different. Um, nothing wrong with getting your books elsewhere. If you're reading, you're reading, and we're thrilled that you're reading. Um, but just this this trip in particular has really made me think about, about that even more in a different way. That's in our area. 
Um, clearly, these, this little community that I visited in Virginia now has um, a spot in my heart. It's not going away. And, um, you know, the, everyone's probably familiar with the Virginia is for lovers. Well, I'm going to coin a new phrase, at least in naming the show, to say Virginia is for book lovers. So that's, that's my campaign <laughs> from a Marylander, hoping to influence a little bit in Virginia in a place that I just felt very much at home. Um, to uh, to support your local. And there's a lot more of Virginia. I know. <laughs> it's a big state. I saw this tiny little area. Just um, if we take our show on the road, <laughs> can you imagine the stories? So um, for visiting, we've definitely been planning for Maryland stores mm-hmm. and getting a little bit into looking at Delaware and Southern Pennsylvania yes. and maybe northern virginia maybe west virginia um, then when we start you want to go further that becomes a different sort of of planning you know it's when you know the difference between you know an hour drive somewhere you know visiting the store and an hour drive back mm-hmm. but who knows we're still figuring this out yeah so um i, I hope i wasn't too negative or sad in this in this show people are probably not here to tear up um but maybe just to be influenced or inspired but i do want to maybe wrap it up with something positive and then we got to talk about some things that we have coming soon i think um but the positive so at um books a million i picked up a book for uh, a friend of mine so she is a co-worker and a non-reader she specifically said to me in the last month or two since we've been talking and she knows about us doing this, that she's not reading books and that she hasn't for a very long time. So she just went on a vacation. Uh, She was on a trip to Aruba and she's got a person on the beach with her who's reading a book by Colleen Hoover. So I'll let you set up Colleen Hoover. How many times have we seen Colleen Hoover on the table at these bookstores that we've been visiting? Comes up a lot. And she is somebody that I've never read, but I've seen the name many times. And the person that um, Lori's talking about here, uh, I, I was joking with her about you know somebody on the beach in Aruba sh- uh, steering her to this book. And I said, you, you, you know that Lori arranged for that person to be in Aruba <laughs> and give you this book because she is that determined that you're going to be a reader. I'm not pushy like that. I just, I, I know her. I know her well enough to know that there's a reader in there somewhere. She just hasn't found the right book. So anyway, I see this book and it's a Colleen Hoover book. And she was already interested because the lady in Aruba who had the Colleen Hoover book said to her, I'm not a reader either. And I can't put this one down. So um, I picked up a Colleen Hoover book for her. And uh, she shared with you yesterday that she had read a chapter on her lunch break. And so far, she was liking it. So this morning, I go in and ask for the update. And she says, I'm up to chapter eight. She's really enjoying it. Yeah, good. So me planting someone in Aruba (laughs) apparently worked. It's magic. She's enjoying reading. and, And she is a Colleen Hoover fan. Just, just imagine the lengths that Lori might go to to turn some of you into readers. <laughs> it's scary. 
scary person over here. All right, all right, enough about that. So um, why don't we talk a little bit about the things that are coming for us? We have some events um, that will turn into podcast episodes for sure. We're reading some books that are towards some some events in our community, and and they but actually they both revolve around all three revolve around the battle of the books. Do you want to set up some of those? All three, okay. So first, um, there's going to be the second annual Battle of the Books After Hours, which is an adult event. Lori and I last year were part of a team that won the first one of these. This year, we're going to be attending. We're not sure we can pull it off, but we're hoping we can have the whole team there again. But we're going to give out the awards, and we think we're going to be doing a little interview kind of on the spot uh, after after they've won that will show up as an episode sometime. Then we're going to be co-emceeing the traditional kids battle of the books, one of the events. This is one I've been doing for a number of years, but now with the uh, whole Two Sides to the Story podcast, uh, this is going to be something we're going to do together. And we're also hoping to um, interview the winning team there. While you're um, setting up the next one, I was going to say something about this. And this is on our website as well, is that when we were here recording at Exploration Commons one evening, we met a team that is in that battle. Mm -hmm. They are preparing for it. They will be that night. Um, I don't remember the name of their team, but their team captain is Megan. Megan is, um, well, she was wearing a Rudolph girl sweatshirt. That's what had us begin the conversation that night. It was their first meeting, their first night. We got to go in and talk to them a little bit about the battle. I cannot wait to see Megan and her team that evening. Yes, that should be fun. And then the third thing, uh, in connection with the Kids Battle of the Books, there's a, uh, a kickoff event to the whole series of, of competitions. And we're going to be interviewing one of the authors of the books that they have to read. Uh, the author is Ira Marks, and the book is called Shark Summer, a, uh, a graphic novel. Uh, Lori's already read it. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to, to see it yet, but uh, looking forward to it. I've, been, I've done a number of these kickoff event interviews. Got in the way, but we'll be back to normal, I think, again. This is a pretty big event in the past. I mean, I, I don't want to count on what's going to happen this year, but uh, we've had 300 people for for these other kickoff interviews. And one thing that's different is it's a, a mix of adults, the parents, and kids who are there, uh, which makes it... Uh, you know, a little bit of a challenge trying to say, okay, how do we how do we build an interview that's going to be interesting both for the parents and for the kids? Yeah, so Ted mentioned that I've read the book already. It's not like I read it a while ago and now this has come up. I read it specifically mm -hmm. for this event um, and I took it with me on the Virginia trip. And in that weekend, I was easily able to devour the book. Um, if you're not a big reader, um, graphic novels are, are actually kind of a great place to Start, especially if you're a visual person, um, because it's lots of cool pictures and not nearly as many words. But the story is just as um, 
intoxicating, really, if you get the right book. So um, it's very well done. I've enjoyed it the first time uh, to prepare for an interview. We tend to read several times. Um, I'm going to go out a second reading here shortly, and then Ted will do the same, and we'll start preparing for that discussion. I'm looking forward to meeting him. Yeah, back before graphic novels were a thing, even though I was always a big reader, I also read a lot of comic, comic books. books. And, yes. And it wasn't just these. Um, but there was a series called Classics Illustrated. Some of my first exposure mm. to some of the books you're supposed to read were in uh, comic book versions. Yeah, okay. Well, I think that's all I have uh, to share from the trip. I will certainly add some pictures to the website and try to make use of Instagram to share some of the photos that I have. I'd like to give a shout out to my new friends in Virginia. Um, it was wonderful to meet you. Thank you for being so welcoming. Um, I loved our conversations and I hope you are smiling as you listen to the show and um, our, our, our time together recounted and, and shared with others. And so time to end another episode. Uh, thank you for those of you who are listening to us those of you maybe joining us today for the first time. We hope you'll be back and bring others along with you. So if you want to check us out on the website, it's two sides to the story.com. The second two is a, dig a digit. Uh, if you'd like to ask us a question, send us a suggestion. Our email is two sides to the story at yahoo.com. Same thing. The second two is a, is a digit. Uh, very glad to hear from you. So we'll say goodbye and enjoy your reading.